Valley. How y'all doing this morning? I see a bunch of bunch of good looking, awesome faces in the house of the Lord this morning. Y'all, y'all got any? Did y'all bring any energy this morning, or did y'all leave it in the bed because you lost an hour? Anybody, anybody lose that hour like me? I, I tell y'all, it actually did us good because little baby Annie Grace, she used, she used to wake up at six, and it would be so just be so tiring because she'd wake up at six, and we're like, oh, we, we don't want her to wake up yet. But guess what? She woke up at seven today. <laughs> it was good. It was awesome. Got a, got another hour of sleep in, and uh, it, it was just a blessing. How many here has been blessed by God today? How many has been blessed by God this week? How many has been blessed by God this year so far? I tell you what, God is good, ain't he? God is so good. He is ready to continue on blessing you. And I know that he loves you because his word says so. You know that? You are special. You are special to him. And you will always be his children. And he loves you. This morning, we're in the house of God. We're about ready to praise Him. We're about ready to give Him honor. We're about ready to worship Him and hear His Word. We're going to get into a little prayer as well. But let me tell you first, real quick, before we go into that, I just want to let you know next Sunday, next Sunday is Pastor's Appreciation Day. And if you did not get a letter, there's a letter for you out in the lobby. It was, there was one sent out by mail, there was one sent out by email, and there was one on social media. But... If all of that failed, because you know we live in a, a fallen and failed world, there's a letter in the lobby for you to get all the information that you need to know and, and uh, for uh, Pastor's Appreciation Day for his six years at Coosa Valley. So just if y'all want if y'all didn't get one, find it in the lobby, but get that out of the way. Move on into the prayer part. How many's how, how many's how many's prayed up right now? How many's prayed up and ready to get into worship? Look at this. I'm about to pray some more. We're going to get even more prayed up. We're going to get even more prayed up because you know what? We can't have enough prayer. We can't ever have enough prayer in our lives. We can't ever go into anything we do in life without too much prayer. All things we do, we should do in prayer and do with God in mind. So let's stand all over the house this morning. As we move into the atmosphere of worship, let's pray and let's pray for each other. Let's pray for this service. Let's pray for our our future, our tomorrow. And you know what? Let's pray for all the needs that are going on in our church today. Because there's many needs. People that are at home who can't be here. Many needs of people who are here and who who, who have things going on in their life. So let's pray. Because God is able to meet those needs and He's able to strengthen. He's able to build us up. And again, you can't get enough prayer, so let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all your many blessings, Lord God. You, Lord, have given us this day to wake up. Lord God, to be in your house today. God, to watch live stream today. God, you've given us the ability. God, we are blessed. Lord, we are blessed and highly favored in your sight, God. So, Lord God, as we move into this worship service, God, I pray you anoint every aspect of it, God. Lord, anoint, Lord, the the preaching of your word from the pastor, God. Lord, anoint the very worship, God. Lord, as the the, the piano and the, the, the musicians, God, and the singers, Lord, go and usher us into the presence of God. Lord, I just pray that you just pour out your anointing. God, Lord, as we, Lord, move into every bit of this service, into the altar service, God. Lord, I 
I pray you, Lord, put, Lord, everything, Lord, you need to in every heart in this, in this sanctuary. God, Lord, but also you see the needs of the house. Lord, you see everybody in this place, God. You see everyone, Lord, what they're going through, what is on their mind, what their, what's, what's been going on in their lives, at home, at work. Lord, God, even at the grocery store if it happened, God, you see what is going on. And I know you can make a way and you can meet the need, whatever it is. Lord, you love them, Lord. You love us, God. Lord, you sent your son Jesus for us, God. Lord, and we can never get enough of you. So, Lord, pour out a double portion on us today. Lord, a double portion from heaven above that, Lord, we will all be blessed, Lord God. And you will, Lord, just move in a mighty way in this service. We will forever give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give God some praise today. Because ain't he good? Give God some praise today. And let's worship our Heavenly Father. Amen. Let's worship him this morning. If you're able, stand up, clap your hands. Do you remember when God saved you? Do you remember what he brought you from? Join us in worship this morning.
ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, Lord of all, Jesus Amen. Aren't you glad that He's Jesus, Messiah? He's Lord of all, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Again, we greatly appreciate you being in the house of God this morning. What an awesome, awesome time that we've had this last week. God is good. God's on the throne. What a wonderful service last Sunday morning. I thank, our, uh, I thank the two young ladies that did the drama. I think they did an awesome job. Did a wonderful job, had so many comments throughout the course of the week uh, saying that they enjoyed them and enjoyed the service. Uh, everything has just been laying out and God's been, God's, God's been working and moving in a mighty way, amen? Last Sunday, uh, we talked about our chains being broken. We talked about how that there's times that we are, we're stuck on something, we're, we're held back by something, we're, something is holding us down. And we're talking about how that we need to break those chains. I made mention as well that there are some of those times that, look, none of those things that we mentioned last week, none of those things are fake. None of those things are, uh, are imaginary. They're all real things. They're all real things that keeps us bound. And what we need to do is we need to, we need to recognize what they are and know that God can break that chain. Amen. God can break a chain of addiction. God can break a chain of anxiety and depression. God can break those chains and help us out. Amen? And so we're giving God praise for that. This morning we want to take a look at a couple of things. We're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. You can go ahead and turn your Bibles there. This morning we're going to be talking about God's exceeding abundance. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you off the record... Don't tell anybody I said this. It's going to be God's exceeding abundance that I don't fall this morning. Went and got uh, our new glasses uh, last night. I thought that would be a wonderful thing. Go ahead and, you know, try to get in cut. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing a whole lot of holding on this morning. So, uh, but anyway, we're going to, God's, God's going to, God's going to give us a great abundance of grace and mercy I will not get close to that step edge, or at least I'm going to try not to. 
But anyway, so this morning we're going to be talking about the exceeding abundance of God's grace and God's mercy in our lives. Amen? Last Sunday as we talked about, God can break the chains that holds us down. We didn't look at every chain that there could be on planet earth. I'm sure that after last Sunday, many of you could have went and you could have found another chain that could have been a part of that of that service, how that we could have brought a poster board out of that suitcase and that name, whatever that could was in your life, that could have been on one of those poster boards is saying that God can break that chain. But let me just go ahead and tell you, even though it did not come out of that suitcase, God can still break that chain in your life. Amen? That was just an example of 17 chains that God can break. Pretty much most of the major chains was listed there. God can break all of them, and God can break whatever the chain is in your life. But there's one small catch. How many times have you ever went and you'll sign a contract or you'll go buy something? There's always the fine print. There's always that small catch. There's always that string attached. Well, guess what? There's a big, there's a big chain, or excuse me, there's a big cha- uh, string attached to all the blessings of the Word of God. We've got to follow what God is telling us. We've got to allow God to do those things. We've got to trust that He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever hope or imagine in our lives. We've got to have faith and depend on the Word of God and trust that God has got our best interest in His mind. Amen? We've got to believe in God. Most of us understand that. Most of us trust in that. But there's always those times that you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a bad report. You go to the banker, the banker gives you a bad report. You go to the lawyer, the lawyer gives you a bad report. You go to the pharmacy and they hand you that big old pharmacy bill. Something comes up and it it causes your faith, it causes your mindset to waver. But the Bible tells us, fear not. God is with us every step of the way. No matter what comes our way, God is able to touch in your life. So let's look at this morning a couple of verses. I want to look at a couple of verses, and if you've, if you've happened to look at the outline and you've looked at, at, at all, there's a lot of verses this morning. But I want you to get something from the Word of God. You need to understand God is able. Amen? So let's take a look this morning at Ephesians chapter, two, chapter 3 and verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Let's read these straight through. Look at what it says. It says this. It says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundant than all that we can ask or think, according to the power Here's something that we don't really look at a lot of times. We'll talk about the power that God holds. We'll talk about the power that that God has got in, in, in in His arsenal. We talk about the power that God has. We talk about the authority that God has. But I want you to look at this verse. It says this, According to the power at work within the pastor. According to the power at work Within Jesus Christ, the Son of God. No. It says, according to the power at work within us. 
Let me tell you something. When Jesus went to the cross of Calvary and he said, it is finished, there was so much hemmed up in those words. It is finished. We're no longer under the power that Satan tries to hold over us. We've got the power and the authority of God Almighty. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. Amen? We've got to understand that God has given us the power and the authority and we've got to hold on to the hand of God. We've got to trust that God is able. It's not the power at work in just one person, but it's the power and work in all of us. There's got to be unity in the church for the church to go forward. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Let's take a look. I didn't know how long them glasses is going to last. They ain't going to last. Right now anyway. According to the power at work within us, to Him be the glory in the church. So many times people try to work outside. They try to color outside the box. Let me tell you something. We don't need to put God in a box. We do not need to try to put God in a little bitty box and say you can only work here. We do not need to try to put the Holy Spirit into a box and say, Holy Spirit, you can work, you can do things, but you can only do it on this time schedule and you can only do it inside of this box. So many people do that. But now I want to talk about another box. God does things in order and in the right fashion. There are so many times that we want to have a knee-jerk reaction. Anybody ever had one of those? I'm so glad I ain't got my glasses on. I can't see you now. <laughs> but there's times that people like to have a knee-jerk reaction and they don't know the whole story. And they don't know everything that's happening, everything that's taking place. But I'm going to tell you something. The God I serve knows all things. The God I serve knows exactly what's happening and exactly what's taking place. And He wants things done in order and in the right fashion, in the right way. He wants things, you know, I get very, I get skeptical over these. There's some of these uh, groups and some of these folks that try to help. I'm just going to use this as an example. That try to help others. And that's great. That's wonderful. We have folks inside of this church that has helped people on their own. And that is awesome. That's wonderful. And 99.9% .9 of the time, they'll call me and they'll say, Brother Andy, this is, what, this is who I've helped. This is what's going on. This is what's taking place. It is awesome. But then I'll, I'll go up into town. I may get in trouble off all of this. I'll go up into town and you'll find this group of people, about four or five people together or whatever the case is, and they're wanting to help people. And they're asking for donations to their little organization to help people. And for some oddball reason, my, my number is number one on their caller ID. I have no idea. They'll call me up and they'll say, hey, we want to da-da-da, whatever. What church are you a minister, are you ministering through? Oh, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not connected to a church. We're not connected to any organization. It's just, it's just us four. I'm not going to say that that's always a bad thing. But I will tell you, this is Andy Lambert 101. That raises a red flag in my mind. 
Because this is the first question I'm going to ask. Where is the accountability lined out? Where is the accountability lined out? This last week, I asked, I asked several new ministers that are coming into the ministry that is, getting their, that is going in to get their license. And I asked, I asked several of them, and this is a question I asked. Do you have a problem with accountability? Do you have a problem with accountability? You can see it on their face. Automatic. Why is that a thing? Because God only works in order. God only works in a proper fashion. Well, Brother Andy, who are you accountable to? You got, you got, you got a minute for me to list you all those folks? I'm accountable to a lot of people. And that's the way God intended for this to work. God wants to work. God wants to operate. But God wants to do those things in a proper fashion. God's a God in order. And He says in His Word, go back to verse 21. To Him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. In these two verses, there's two great truths that we want to look at. The first thing that we find in verse 20 is we want to look at the ability of our Savior. Take a look at these words in verse 20. As you see it on the screen, I hope it's on the screen, I can't see the screen. Verse 20, look at what it says. It says, now, I'm going to break this, I'm going to break this verse down to you. I don't, I don't, I don't preach like this often. But I want, you to, I want you to catch something. So for just a few moments, let's just work with me on this. I want to break these two verses down for you. Two things I want to see. First, verse 20, is the ability of our Savior. The Bible tells us, Now to Him who is able. Church, this is all we need to know. I am weak. And I cannot do all things. But the God I serve sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross for our sins. And let me just go ahead and tell you something. He is able to do all things. There is nothing outside of the realm of possibility of what Christ can do in your life if you will let Him. The second thing that we see in this verse, the second set of words that we see, is to do far more. Think about the best blessing. One thing. Think about the best blessing that you could receive from somebody. One thing and one thing only. No, this is not a reading an eight ball and trying to get a fortune telling, but I can go ahead and tell you what some of you is thinking. The best blessing that you could ever receive. Some of you is thinking about money. Some of you is thinking about a large dollar amount. Some of you is thinking about millions of dollars. Some of you may be thinking the best blessing that you could receive would be a car paid off. Some of you is thinking about a condo. 
Some of you thinking about all your bills paid paid for. Some of you thinking about, man, it would be good to retire young to enjoy life. There's and some of you thinking about health and prosperity. There's so many things that you can think about. But I want you to understand something. Jesus is able to do far more than what you're thinking. We limit God. We limit God on what He can do. I've done, I've done some church consulting. And I've gone to some churches and, I, and they've started talking about some things that they want to do. And as a matter of fact, I was talking to a pastor just the last couple of weeks. We were sitting there and we was talking. This wasn't like church consulting or anything like that. This was just me and him talking. And we was talking and he was talking about a church that he went. And when he went there, they were struggling, struggling, struggling. They, they couldn't pay their bills. They couldn't do anything. And he goes there and he starts working with them. He starts, they start doing things. And then they started doing improvements in the church. And some in the church came and trying to figure out, well, is these improvements paid for? And pastor said, absolutely they are. Paid in full. So things started happening. Things started taking place. I'm not telling you the name of the church, so I guess this is all right if I tell you this. He gets there and they may be, they was less than $2,000 at the church. Could not pay their bills. The bills would come in. And, the, and the, don't, the, the contributions would come in and they'd just start at the top of the bills, bill stack and start going through and paying until they had no more money. Pastor arrived, had less than $2,000. He's been there several years. They've got over $60,000 in the checking account. Brother Andy, boy, they they need to they need to use that. They need to use that for ministry. They need to use that. They are. They're doing things. They're putting monies into missions, and they're they're doing upgrades and improvements on the church building. They're doing things within the church, and so they wanted to do something else. It's going to cost a lot of money. Almost twenty something thousand dollars, and they was talking with the church about it. And one person stood up and said, we don't have that kind of money. The pastor said, told him this. He said, and this is where I'm getting to. And I want you to hear this from me, church. Pastor looked at him and said, it's not about the amount of money that our church has in the checking account. It's about that God is going to supply if we stay within the will of God. This next upgrade, this next step was something that they really needed to do. This was something that they really needed to take place. And when that pastor told that body, it's not about what money we've got in the checking account, it's about what is God going to do to supply that gentleman looked at the pastor and said, do you know what? Since you've been here, not one time have you stood up and asked this church for money. God has always supplied. 
When that pastor told me that, I said, let me just go ahead and tell you a little about a little church called Coosa Valley Church of God. I told him, I said, this month we celebrate, me and my wife and daughter, we celebrate six years that that church has tolerated us, put up with us, endured us. He started laughing and I said, actually that was all about me. They love my wife and daughter. I'm so glad I ain't got my glasses on. I didn't see who said that. <laughs> I might not have seen, but I heard the voice. But I told him, I said, let me tell you something, brother. For six years we've been there. God has blessed and God has multiplied. We've increased our mission output. We've increased the ministries within and outside of the church. God has blessed Coosa Valley. Why? Because this church is faithful to do what God has called us to do. When you're faithful, God is going to bless. God can do the third thing, God can do far more abundantly. That's in verse 20. God can do far more abundantly. Church, you need to know what that means. That means to surpass our thought process. To go beyond any request. To overcome and do anything. You come to me and ask me to loan you $100. If I give you two, are you going to object to that extra one? Not one person would do that, right? When we go to God and we ask, God always supplies. But He doesn't supply just a little devil, do you? He supplies far more abundantly. To go into the overflow. To do more than enough. To go beyond surpassing any need. To do greater than our thoughts could ever process. We cannot even fathom what far more abundantly really means. But God can do far more abundantly. So let's stop and let's take a moment. What can God do? What can God do? So let's take a look at this. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see how fast people can catch up with my, with my with my Bible verses. It's fixing to go on the screen. You ready? Watch this. What can God do? God is able. Luke three and eight tells us that God is able to raise up children from stones. Luke three and eight says, "Bear fruits in keeping with repentance." And do not begin to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able to raise up, to raise these stones up for children, for Abraham. We also find, we also find in Romans chapter 4 and 21, that we, he is fully, we are fully convinced that God is able to do what he's promised. What else is he able to do? He's able to make grace abound. 
2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8 tells us, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all these things at all times. Did y'all hear that? So that having all sufficiency, say all. All sufficiency in what? All things. At what? All times that you may abound in every good work. We also know that God is able in Philippians chapter 3 and 21. God is able to subdue all things. Who will transform our lowly bodies to be like His glorious body. By the power that enables Him even to subject all things to Himself. What else is He able to do? He's able to guard the soul's treasure. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12 tells us, Which is why I suffer as I do. For I am not ashamed. For I know whom I believed and am convinced that He is able. I am convinced that He is able. Hello, did anybody hear that? I am convinced that God as served is able. I am convinced that the God that's not dead, behold, He's alive. He's sitting in heaven looking down on His children. The Son of God, He died on the cross for our sins. He arose on the third day and I am convinced that he's able to guard until that day which has been entrusted to me. But you know what else is even better than that? The God I serve in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25, he's able to save to the uttermost. No matter the failures I've got, no matter how far I've fallen away, no matter what I've done, Hebrews 7 and 25, he is able to save to the uttermost. I'm not so far gone that God can't draw me out. I'm not so far gone that God's not able to save We've got to accept Him. Well, what else is He able to do? He's able to keep us from falling. Jude chapter 1 and verse 24 says this. Now to Him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of His glory with great joy. God is able. Now let's go on and look at verse 21 one more time. I wanted you to know what God is able to do. Now I want you to see what we can do as the servants of God. Take a look. First of all, we as the children of God have an ability. Hello? We have an ability. Now this cell phone, it has an ability. But it can only do what its ability brings to the forefront. If you go to Chihau Mountain, there are certain areas there. This phone does not have the ability to talk to somebody. Why? Because it has no signal. 
There is a certain place in this room that if I'm on the phone talking and I walk in that spot and it's right yonder next to them light switches. In that area, there is no signal. It drops the call. How many of you ever been on the phone with me when your call got dropped? And I was right, mm-hmm. You're on 231, and you get to the red light at 34. Whenever you go through that, it's going to drop. It can only do what the ability allows it to do. Well, guess what, church? You, as a child of God, have an ability. You can only do what you allow God to do in your life. Hello? Did anybody, maybe, anybody hear that? Your ability only extends to what you allow God to do in your life. We've got to allow, because guess what? This cell phone may drop a signal from that tower. But no matter where I go, I may go to the highest mountain or the lowest valley. My God is still there. No matter where I may go, no matter where I may turn, I can go to Chihol Mountain. I may not can get a phone call, but I can promise you one thing. I can get a, I can get a line straight through to the portals of glory. Why? Because no matter where I go, I've got a signal straight to God. We can only do what we allow God to do in our lives. Now, what is that ability? First of all, our ability is our service. Take a look at verse 20 and 21 again. You just find these words there. Look at what it says. It says, according to the power at work within us. Look right there. According to the power at work within us. What you've got to understand is you've got power and you've got authority. It's high time you use it. Let me go to this side and see if I can say it any better. You've got power and you've got authority. It's high time you use it. My left finger works better. You get hired in somewhere. And the boss man or the owner of the company says, all of these folks, they're subject to you. They answer to you. You have authority over them. Now, I need you to go tell them to do this, this, and this. Are you going to walk in there and say, now the boss man said, y'all would pretty, 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 please. You ain't getting nowhere, brother. It ain't going nowhere. If you think that will work, you go on down to the railroad and see if that will, brother Kevin, would that work with you? It ain't happening. You, if you think that will work, I got a cable company. I better not mention that all no I won't say any names, but they don't service this area. And I promise you it won't work there either. Will it, Brother Michael? 
But if you walk in and you say, hey guys, this is what needs to be done today. Number one, number two, number three. Now go forth and do what you're told to do. You make it a little nicer, but you get my gist. They know that you are in charge, right? I got one. Let me ask it again. That, they know you're in charge, right? Guess what? Let me let you in on a little secret if you didn't know that. Now, y'all don't tell nobody I told you this little secret. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You have got power and authority. Hello? Over the devil and his little imps. Now, if you think you're going to go against the devil, you better be prayed up. Come on. I knew, look, I ain't got to be able to see, and I know where that came from. Sister Minnie's all behind me. You better be prayed up. You better be fasted. You better be studied, and you better know God's on your side. You better not tiptoe around that thing. You better know that you know God's got your back and that the Holy Spirit of God's in front of you. He's on your right side and He's on your left side. Why? Because you've got power and authority within you. What is that power? What does that come from? It is the combined power. Hear me. It is the combined power. Hear this. It is the combined power of all, there's that A-L-L word again, that God has put within you. All which we are praying for. You ain't getting it if you ain't connected. Hello? Look, there's a little button on this phone. It's a little setting in here. I go in there and I can disconnect it from Verizon Wireless. What is this phone good for then? Barely a calculator. Right? What did you say it was good for? If you connect it to the Wi-Fi, you can do something. But if you disconnect the Wi-Fi and you dis disconnect the data... This phone is useless. There are so many Christian church folks today. Notice I changed that real quick. There are so many church folks today that think they can do something, but they ain't connected. Did everybody leave? Y'all remember I ain't got my glasses on. I can't see much. But in order for us to have the ability... We've got to have the authority within us. And in order to do that, you've got to be prayed up. You've got to be connected. And in prayer, what happens when we pray? We get the power of the Spirit of God to strengthen us. We get the power of Christ to indwell within us. We get the power of the love of God to work in us. We get the power of understanding all that God has unfolded right before our very eyes. We get the power of the fullness of God Himself working in our lives.
Brother Andy, none of that's biblical. I'm so glad you said that. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26 says, With man, all these things are impossible. With man, things cannot happen. Things cannot take place. But with God, some things are possible. Wait a minute, hold up, I got that wrong. But with God, very few things are possible. Wait a minute, that ain't what it says. It says, with God, what? All things are possible. Quit saying I can't. Boy, that got quite quick. Brother Andy, I can't teach a Sunday school class. Hello? With God, all things are possible. Brother Andy, I can't serve in the nursery. Hello? With God, all things are possible. If God's called you to it, hello? Come on. If God's called you to it, God will help you through it. Oh, but Brother Andy, this, this is small fry compared to what I thought God was going to use me for. I'll tell you something, if God can't depend on you in the small things, you ain't never going to get to the big things. Hello? If God can't depend on you on the small things, like picking up a piece of trash, like cleaning the toilets, if God can't depend on you in the small areas of service, God's not going to place you in a larger area. God's got to know that you're going to be faithful. He's faithful to you. Or you've... Luke 1.37 says, but nothing will be impossible with God. So where is, what did we talk about? We talked about our service. Where's our service at? There's a place of our service. Y'all hearing me? There's a place of our service. What is our theme for this year? Stronger together. There's a place for our service. Where's the place in the church? Well, Andy, that's not biblical. I'm so glad you said that. The place of our service is in the church. We are to to do our service through the church. How is God operating in the community? By By us, the church body, allowing the Holy Spirit to be the hands and feet of God in the world around us. Take a look. Galatians chapter 6. In verse 10, look at what it says. We have opportunity. Let us do good to everyone, especially... Let me pause right there. Because I've been told this ain't in the Bible and I want this to resonate really good. I've been told that this is not in the Bible nowhere. So I won't... I forgot the slides over here. I want everybody in-house to see this on the screen. I want those that are on live feed, I want you to look right here. Look at what it says. We have the opportunity to do 
good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, I don't want anybody to misunderstand me, so I'm going to say this very, very slow. Yes, the church is to help outside of these four walls. Does everybody agree with me? But if there is somebody of the household of faith that is going hungry and we can't even help that person because we're too focused outside the four walls, we've got a problem. Y'all got to talk to me because I can't see you. Who disagrees with me? Speak now forever hold your peace. I've been told that's not in the Bible. Did I type it wrong? I'm going to tell you something though. Once you help those of the household of faith, God is going to help you help those outside of the church. Hello? And if you do not have the mindset and the, and the priority to help those outside the church, you're not going to be able to help inside either. Hello? But now this one is in the DAL version. The church don't know, the pastor don't know if nobody... Ta- Never mind, I better go on. Hello? Let's go on, let's look at this. The place for the church, for the service for the church is in the church to help those outside the church. Why? Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. It says this. Y'all need to hear this one. This is important. Acts chapter 20 and verse 38. Look at what it says. All you Sunday school teachers, listen. We're fixing to start Sunday school back. Who's glad? I'm talking to you Sunday school teachers. I'm talking to you to you lay ministers. I'm talking to the student pastors. I'm talking to the children's teachers. I'm talking to nursery workers. I'm talking to every person who does a work in this church. I need you to hear what I'm fixing to say. Acts chapter 20, 38. Be careful. Pay attention to what you're doing in front of the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer. Sister Amanda Maddox has a Sunday school class. She's got impressionable young minds. They may sing the song and the kids are singing this song. Be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little ears what you hear. Be careful little mouth what you say. Be careful little tongue how you wag. Oh, there is it. Sister Amanda Maddox has got very impressionable minds. If you don't think 
that kids are going to tell all of your little secrets to the Sunday school teacher when she asks for prayer requests, you are sadly mistaken. If you don't think that your teenager will tell... Y'all need to sit down in that sound booth. But I also want you to hear me. <clears throat> it goes both ways. Hello? 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 And I'm using Sister Amanda Maddox because I know she ain't going to throw a book at me. Maybe. But she's, she's up in that Sunday school class. And she's not careful the things that she's teaching. She's not careful to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. That will make an impression on that child's life. It does in the nursery and all the way up. It does it through every Sunday school class, the children's church, the student ministries, rise up young adults all the way. Let me tell you something, those senior adults the same way. Hello? You got to watch them senior adults, senior adults too. You play, you play uh, phase 10 or something like that with them, they'll cheat. I can imagine how playing checkers and chess would be with them. Some of them cheat. Phase 10, you're only supposed to have 10 cards in your hand. You catch them with 12. I didn't say in their hand. Look, look church. You got you to gotta hear this. We must be careful whom God has placed in our care. Why? Because they are a part of the church which has been obtained with a very valuable price. They have been obtained with a price that is not matched by rubies, gold, or silver. They have been obtained by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. They have been obtained with a precious price and it's not up to you to mess that up. Hello? You can go and you can also read in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. It talks about the whole body being a part of the family of God. Everybody has a part. Everybody has a work. Everybody has an ability and everybody has a purpose. We're all part of the family of God. We're stronger together. We're supposed to do our, our service to all generations. There's never a time to stop. Do you know why? We're supposed to serve until Jesus comes. Look at this. We're supposed to t serve until Jesus comes. Why? Because Jesus is not coming back for a doubting church. Y'all hear me? Oh, Brother Andy, the... 
Your time's up. I smell something cooking. I do too. And on nobody in this church except maybe one or two people, and I'm not mentioning their names, like food more than me. I don't even have to have my glasses on, and I know one of them raised their hands. But listen, church, this is the last thing. Have I said I'm closing yet? How many times am I supposed to say it? <laughs> I did not, I, look, I didn't even catch where that voice came from. Well, I haven't said I'm closing yet, apparently. But in closing, you need to hear me. You didn't hear anything else. You need to hear this right here. Jesus is not coming back for a doubting church. Jesus is not coming back for a lukewarm church. Jesus is not coming back for a divided church. Jesus is not coming back for a divided church. If y'all don't talk back to me, I'll, I'll think you didn't hear me and I'll say it again. Jesus is not coming back for a divided church. Jesus is not coming back for a sleepy church. And I'm not talking about time change. Jesus is not coming back for a spiritually sleeping church. Jesus is not coming back for a sleepy church. Jesus is not coming back for a stale church. But Jesus is coming back for a church that's on fire, that is dedicated, that is serving, that is united, and that is working for the kingdom of God. Jesus is coming back for a church. Are you part of that church? Would you stand all over the house? I'm telling you something, church. I know y'all getting tired of me saying this, but I'm going to keep saying it. The coming of Christ is soon and very soon. You see the times of the signs everywhere you're looking. Used to be they would say, I'm looking for the signs of the coming of Christ. I'm going to tell you something. I ain't looking for no sign. I'm listening for the sounding of the trumpet. I'm looking for any day, and I don't know that this is where it's going to happen, but I'm looking for this. I'm looking for any day to, to, to step out of my house or to step out of this church and go to the other building. Go from the house to the church or the church to the house. Y'all know what I cross over, right? I cross over a cemetery. There's a lot of folks that's buried in that cemetery that when the, that when the rapture happens, they no longer going to be in that, my God in heaven above. I did say I was closing, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Y'all hear this. 
I'm looking for the time that the trumpet sounds and I'm going to, I know this is, I know it's a moment in the twinkling of an eye, but give me my imagination for just a moment. Boy, would it be something to be standing right in the middle of that cemetery and to just to look out and to see, I could start naming some names, to just look out and see this particular saint of God, this particular saint of God, this, my God in heaven above, would it be something to be standing in a cemetery and to be able to see our Lord was come up out of the ground but I'm going to tell you something it's not going to be long that I'm going to be standing there gazing to the sky to the, to the, star, to the stars in heaven or to the sky above because I'm going to be right behind them I'm telling you something it's not listening just for a sound but I'm telling you we're that close if that ground out there started to shake, I'd be doing this number. Come on! I'm ready to go! Somebody just got scared that I was that close to the edge. I ain't got my glasses on, so number one, I don't know where the edge is at, but number two, I ain't dizzy-headed. But I'm telling you something, church. You better make sure you're where you need to be. You're not too far gone that God can't bring you back. You're not too young or too biologically old. I said it just like that. To do a work for God. You're not too busy to do something for God. But if you're too busy to get on your knees, then you're too busy. Hello? we got a work to do. It's time we start doing it. Would you bow your heads all over this house? Dear Heavenly Fathers, we come to you today. God, I want to thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this wonderful, wonderful opportunity that you've allowed us to come to worship and praise you. Father, I pray right now that your word as it's gone forth, I pray, Father God, that God, as you said in your word, it will not return void. Father, I pray that right now upon this congregation and upon those that have joined us on live feed. Father, I pray that your word will do what you've set out for it to do. God, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Those that have joined us on live feed, thank you so much for being a part of our services today. Join us back this afternoon at 5 o'clock as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Amen and amen.